Welcome and thank you to, for joining Human Interest. My name is Marianne Reese and I'm the director of the Lifelong Learning Organization here in San Marcos, Texas. And I'm your host for Human Interest. Our programs uh, will primarily be conversational and with the intent to, I'll say, evoke your curiosity, your compassion, empathy, motivation, laughter, and perhaps even anger and fear. But each of these are aspects of the human condition. And as such, each is a part of human interest. But most of all, we want to share information that may lead to a more holistic awareness of issues and perspectives that will shape not only us to be a better us, but a more fair and just world around us. So thank you for joining Human Interest. And I want to uh, introduce a couple of people in the studio with me today. And it's our producer, Rob Rourke. Thank you, Rob, for being with us and getting this show on the air. My sister, Becky Reese, and also our resident art historian for Lifelong Learning. And then our special guest, uh, is joining us is Dr. Shirley Ogletree, and Shirley is a Texas State Distinguished Professor Emeritus of Psychology, and I really want to thank you, Shirley, for joining us today. It's uh, my pleasure. Terrific. And, well, and people are welcome to call me Shirley. <laughs> I always used to tell my students that it sounds like y'all didn't change your names, but I've had a bunch of different names. I was born Shirley Ann Mateel, uh, because of my marital history. Mm -hmm. uh, men don't have to go through this, so it relates to our topic of gender, but in the old days, my folks were very conservative, Kansas farmers. They wouldn't have understood, and then I became, my first married name was Shirley Mateel Miller, and then once you start changing your name, it's hard <laughs> to stop, so then it was Shirley Miller Rosenwasser, and now it's Shirley Mateel Ogletree. Well, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Sorry, Marianne. <laughs> that, that is amazing. Uh, I, Becky, I know Becky and I and, and Shirley have seen the show Barbie. Uh, mm -hmm. Rob, have you? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, we're going to work on you. And don't worry about any spoilers either on that. It's not going to bother me. Okay, no spoiler alert. All right. Well, I, I am just amazed, and I continued to be amazed, but I, I read a, a, I guess the national owners of theaters report that on the first day, August 6th, when the show opened, that Barbie, they had sold over 200,000 tickets on the first day. And within 16 days after its opening, it had already grossed over a billion dollars in going. I don't know what it is now, but I don't know. way it's past broken, a billion, which it's is... broken all kinds of records, I think. Absolutely. Well, Shirley is here, and I think as I read her title as being uh, emeritus in psychology, it's just based on her study, her background, her degrees, her research, her writing... But uh, she's the one for us to ask pretty much why are so many people going to that show and, and what do you think they're getting out of it? 
Uh, that's a good question. All I can do is speculate, and I think I should see it a couple of more times to yeah. get uh, the full impact of Barbie. But I've read a little bit about different what different people see in it from uh, Susan Faludi, who thought it was about abortion, and then there was a Ms. article that thought it was about a midlife crisis, and uh, <laughs> some people dress in pink to go, and in Europe, people were, there were stores that sold like a lot of Barbie uh, dress, and I think Matt Gates's wife uh, went in pink, but she was a little bit disappointed. I think her name is Ginger Lucky Gates, and she said, one of her comments was, unfortunately, it neglects to address any notion uh, of faith or family and tries to normalize the idea that men and women can't collaborate positively. So maybe some people go because they played with Barbie, loved Barbie. Um, there was an article in the Star that talked about Barbie um, has told women they can be anything, although I might disagree with the interpretation. Some people think she emphasizes attractiveness way too much, which was kind of mine. I didn't buy any Barbie toys for my uh, daughter. I tried not to anyway. Uh, forever young, unrealistic proportions of bodies, doesn't grow old, no saggy breasts Barbie, no wrinkly <laughs> Barbie, no... Even, I think one of her friends, Madge, was pregnant, but uh, it's like blonde hair, white skin, unrealistic proportion, high heels. Um, so uh, one of the comments in the University Star was that they thought it brought women more together. So I'm not sure that's true or not. Women who might value the way what Barbie meant to them growing up, uh, or perhaps people who didn't like Barbie, but now maybe they're reconsidering. I wasn't going to go to the movie, but my daughter uh, thought that we should go, that she'd heard comments that made her want to go. So, so many different takes on Barbie. And anybody listening, if you've seen the movie, you probably have your take on Barbie. Wish we could talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Vicki, did you ever play with I don't remember no. Barbies in our home. I think I think, I think they came Barbie out in 1958. Came, yeah, I was yeah. I was um, what was I 13? So mm -hmm. I, I was not playing mm -hmm. with dolls by then, but I was aware of Barbies. But mm -hmm. yeah, during my um, I was very involved in feminism in the uh, movement in the 70s and you know Barbie uh -huh. would just have been anathema to us <laughs> right. at that point representing everything we were trying to offset wow. uh, but the movie is so much fun mm -hmm. and it, it's um, there's it has a very strong message about the power of women and the, uh, the push for women to see themselves in mm -hmm. all different ways from President Barbie to mm -hmm. Dr. Barbie, uh, but it just em emphasizing for younger women, I think, that they can be what they want to be. But they have to look pretty doing it, do you think? I mean, is there still that, I mean, there what, there's astronaut Barbie, but then there's teen talk Barbie that says man is tough, or that was one of, the, math is tough is one of the things Teen Talk Barbie could say. Right, right. And she has to be one, 
I think they would have Dr. Barbie in a cute little a outfit. very tight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, maybe yeah. it was white and looked like a, a lab coat or something like that. But did they have any scalpels or any of the things that went <laughs> along with it? I, I, a I don't a know. A stethoscope. Yeah. 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 I. It, did, it seems like the movie address the math is tough, but maybe oh, I'm not I've forgotten. I need it. to see yeah. it again. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. No, the stereotypes are there. So. Oh, we're we're talking about what she represented, and mm -hmm. we're we're talking about, and I think Becky, when you and I spoke about it, the term that you recognized first were sex roles, and now mm -hmm. it's gender roles or gender right. norms is more the the term that's used today. Yeah. So what what gender roles did the movie Barbie show? What did they dis what what are they telling us now through that movie? Well, uh, I think you made a comment when we talked that I thought was really interesting that relates the physical attractiveness. You talked about Ken's comment on the beach. Oh, yeah, that he would be standing there and his day would be made when if Barbie looked at him. Yeah, that that, that, that was his life and the beach was his job. Yeah, the, that was the kind of the reverse. At the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that was the reverse of the typical stereotype. And it's interesting that women were presidents, women were the, all the Supreme Court justices, but they had no power. They didn't do anything, which is... They had maybe, titles, but... Yeah, maybe that's what was true about Barbie in the box. That I mean, <laughs> she was astronaut Barbie, but did she ever... I don't know. Did she ever do anything? I'm not sure, but maybe it, it expanded. I guess some people have argued it, it expands possibilities for women. Yeah. I, and I think that was the, the idea, was that, okay, Barbie can be an astronaut, and maybe somehow that message, it would be a long distance for it to actually transfer from a Barbie in a lab coat to uh -huh. I can be a doctor, but, but I would, think that was the... Wouldn't it also Impetus. be, I mean, Barbie was a doll, so if, if, if a little girl got a Barbie astronaut, wouldn't she make it active by playing yeah, astronaut, think, or that but, she could be an astronaut? But there weren't any other astronauts for her to, well, emulate that, or, I, well or to play yeah. with. I mean, all it was, what would she be doing with it to play astronaut? The little girl? Yeah. Imagining, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. is yeah. You know, I guess we should have some kids in in the night when I don't know when Barbie became anything of an astronaut. Do you know? I know that yeah. the Barbie doll mm -hmm. Mattel introduced them in 1958, mm -hmm. but how many years was Barbie Barbie until she was? When uh, there had to be something going on socially that clicked. Right. Mattel said this I'm, will get either well, money and money or I don't know that it was a Good Samaritan Act or right. not, but the, perhaps. Well, the Barbie was originated by Ruth Handler. Do you all know Ruth Handler's story? Yeah. So, so that she, um, I guess, had gone to Europe, I believe, and had seen dolls there that were adult women with breasts. And so she introduced um, Barbie, the adult woman with breasts. It's curious that she doesn't have genitals but breasts, but I guess we had to back then. <laughs> but Ruth um, herself, uh, well, she was a manager, a high executive in Mattel, and then she developed breast cancer. And she said that she was a less 
effective manager due to her mastectomies. Oh my goodness. And then after that, she went into the breast prosthesis business. She got fired, I think, from Mattel uh, at one point. It's my, mm. I have this movie that included that little clip from her talking about it. Huh. But um, it seemed amazing to me that so much of what she did in her life related to breasts. And it seems like we as a society, that's such an important part of women. Women, some women get their breasts enlarged, some women get their breasts made smaller, uh, bras, and in fact, the, what, the women's livers were doing bra burning, so. Well, uh, when, when we uh, talk about the, the doll and, and then when Barbie became all, or had mm -hmm. the ability to have all these mm -hmm. other professional lives, doesn't that lead to the question of about gender norm and gender role of whether mm -hmm. it's learned, mm -hmm. like through society and mm -hmm. you know social mm -hmm. uh, teachings, mm -hmm. or is it is there a genetic base? Is there something mm -hmm. intrinsic that goes along with gender roles? Well, likely it's an interaction, but if between both, I mean, I wouldn't completely dismiss genes, but if. One, when we talk about sometimes sex differences used to refer to biological differences and gender differences used to refer to things that are re related to culturalization or socialization. And if we look at, this is kind of complex and I wish I could draw a, a graph, but if we look at the overlap between males and females on any given gender trait, maybe except for penis and clitoris. I don't know if I can say those things. No, you can. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, anyway, uh, but even, the, even there, um, there's like not just XY and XX, but there's variations in between. And also something like height that most people would accept that's primarily due to our genetic uh, uh, given background. Uh, if we look at like the average height, certainly males are taller than females, but it's only about a three or four inch average difference. And we all know that there's some very tall women. I mean, I went to the volleyball games at Texas State <laughs> and I had in my class women that were clearly over six feet tall and there are some very short men and that's strongly biological. Yeah. Probably it could relate, depending on the food people got when they were growing up. But for the most part, we would say we would accept that as more of a sex difference rather than a gender difference. And even something that, that's, that is that biological, tremendous overlap. So when we say, if we're talking about capabilities for doing housework, capabilities for understanding <laughs> math, capabilities for doing secretarial work, pretty much anything, if people want to and are, have basic human capacities, there's no reason for most things that they couldn't do it. So. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you. All right, and you are listening to KCSM.org, True Community Radio. This is uh, the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, not necessarily those of KCSM or SMTX CRA. We're going to be right back with you.
KCSM's neighbor, Daughter of the Wild, is a local gift shop with an assortment of treasures from tropical houseplants, handmade jewelry, home decor, and much more. Curated and designed by local artist Nikki Rayanne, new stuff is coming in daily. Stop on by. 218 North Guadalupe, 78666, Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 6, or Sunday, 11 to 4. As always, y'all, stay wild, support local, follow the bubbles. San Marcos Fire Department is happy to announce San Marcos Fire Department Open House 2023. Once again, we will open the doors to the public of Fire Station Number 5 on Saturday, October the 7th from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Come and learn about fire safety and prevention through fun, interactive events and demonstrations. There will be many exciting things to see and experience during this event, including fire truck rides and an opportunity to explore a rescue truck and to get a close look at a Travis County Starflight helicopter. A drone demonstration will be performed by the Hayes Unmanned Robotics Team and then watch a live vehicle extraction. We will have child ID kits and a clown show and our very own custom inflatable obstacle course made possible through our partnership with State Farm Insurance. Free hot dogs, chips, and drinks will be served until 1 p.m. San Marcos Fire Department Station Number 5 is located at 100 Carlson Circle in San Marcos. This event is free and open to the public. For more information, please call... 512-805-2660. And we're back with you here at Beck Marianne Reese. Thank you. We uh, ended, we were talking about gender roles and got off talking about uh, Barbie astronaut. And Rob looked up some things quickly for us. And I think the first astronaut outfit came in 1965. And we, he started, of course, we were Googling all this and started seeing the outfits. And they don't look quite like what Armstrong and, you know, were and we saw on the moon. They were, they were nicely, tightly fit. But they, there you go. Anyway, well, one more time. Could, could I interrupt yes, please. just a second? Well, there's a little bit of research on facism. Uh, for example, people that are on television or where they're watched. Um, one thing to think about is the whole body shown or is it just the face? And at least some of the older research, I'm not sure if this has been replicated recently, but some of the older research that for females, they were more likely to show the whole body, whereas for males, it might be just a talking head. And if we think hmm. about, I, don't, I hardly ever watch Fox News, but when I do, it seems like at least they used to have women in dresses mm. and kind of tight or maybe shortish dresses. Um, one thing on CNN I'm noticing that I really like is that there are some uh, not traditionally skinny women. It used to be maybe women had to be thinner. Men could be not quite the traditional masculine stereotype versus women, but maybe yeah. that is starting to change. And blonde. 
ideally, <laughs> yes. And no gray hair. Men could show gray hair. Okay, okay I'd, I'd like for you to just very quickly, again, distinguish between biological or okay. sex at roles and gender. So the main, they're okay. not the same thing. Well, they overlap. They overlap. That's a good way to put it. But people have tended to these days use, not always consistently, but to use sex differences, that term, to refer to more biologically based characteristics or traits, whereas gender typically refers to more socializational or culturally based differences yeah. relating to how men and women are reared which can be very subtle, and I think uh, Becky, right? Becky just told us that her son was already, before he was two, recognizing that dolls were supposed to be girls for mm -hmm. girl toys mm -hmm. and not yeah. male toys. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, what, all right, so we, we have gender roles, and I, okay, I'm, I, one reflection I have, and I think, I think South Pacific, the movie came that I saw and fell in love with. Uh, I think it was like 58-2 or somewhere around there, but I remember the song, You've Got to Be Carefully Taught, and that has always resonated with me and, and the lyrics, you know, from, from birth on you every year, and by six, seven, or eight, I think, in the lyrics, you have to already have this bias. So that leads me to ask, uh, I guess I have two questions. I'm trying to think which first, but I'll just ask this. Mm -hmm. it, do, in your opinion, Priscilla, is Priscilla. bias in these gender roles and um, I guess, is that a, a habit that we form? It sounds mm -hmm. like... Uh, well, I think it's heavily a habit due to how we're socialized. Uh, I mean, I've done a little research all over the place from looking at children's television commercials to looking at attitudes towards housework. And one of the curious things in the housework research that we found was that men liked housework more than women. And this is just purely speculative, but one interpretation of that might be that men like housework because they do less of it <laughs> and that also it helps them justify a partner doing a bigger share of the housework. Hmm. Well, what, all right, yeah, I really see that, that the biases that we carry and we have learned mm -hmm. that, um, that I know that habits I have a survival Mm -hmm. All of um, their own. Yeah, yes. hard to get rid of. They are, but it it was for the human race to be able to survive. If you have a mm -hmm. habit and you know, you've yeah. learned under this context or this where you are that this is a cue and you need to run or freeze mm -hmm. or go back to to find food mm -hmm. or water. So habits formed or they're they have a a survival um, a strong yeah. survival significance. But I, I really do see biases. We form those too, and, uh, and they well, become habits. Is that what I you're think saying? I think a bias is a habit. Well, it's in you, when you think about thinking. how the brain forms habits, and it's like it. survival instinct that the brain has evolved for two hundred million years, and habits are a part of 
making so you don't have to stop and rethink the situation every time, but you know to to run immediately. That's a habit because you you see anyway. Yeah. Well, I might disagree, and uh, well, not that survival and running from a lion it doesn't have an evolutionary basis, but I have a harder time perhaps accepting that gender roles, well, I'll call them gender roles, are habits that have evolved, not that they're still not very strong. I think our early rearing can be very strong. And in some ways, this is a bit off on a tangent, but I think life used to be easier because people knew what the role of men were, what the role of women were, and there wasn't as the ambiguity that there is today. Man was the boss, and certainly my mom felt this. Men were the boss, the man drives, she, she goes with what my father says. Uh, but today, where maybe women or men are supposed to be equal, some people try to become equal, um, should women make overtures towards sex? I think what uh, Ken was asking, back to Barbie, Ken was asking Barbie if he could stay the night, and y'all remember Barbie said something like, well, what would we do? And Barbie doesn't know what no. they would do. It's and in a way, that's kind of trite, but perhaps it represents a little bit the ambiguity of current gender roles. Who Would does what? And what if women or men are, I, we used to talk about this in my classes a little bit too, if women and men are working both 40 hours a week, uh, people have to a lot these days to make ends meet, then who should do a bigger share of the housework? Typically, women expect to do that, and I know I used to, if people have different levels of cleanliness, should that determine it? I used to apologize when somebody came over unexpectedly and the house was a mess. My second husband never felt the need to do that. Hmm. Do you think uh, Ken knew what to do if he spent the night? They didn't uh, have genitals. <laughs> I know, so I don't. I know why you wanted to spend the night. I mean, that was maybe he wanted to fill her up a little. But I, that's a good thing. Yeah, I just talk or uh, yeah, I don't just know, or. have a have a time. Well, what? Okay, so getting back to these roles and gender uh -huh. roles. So, so as we understand them, they've been so strong in our society. But again, mm -hmm. I think. People are questioning them more, and I know mm -hmm. in the 70s, the feminist movement got really mm -hmm. strong and carried forward for a while, and you know before that, suffragettes, and and I think now with sure. the Me Too and the abortion issue, that mm -hmm. we're seeing another rise in that. But in the I past, so. what what what's wrong with gender roles? Well. Uh, they limit what people can do. If everybody loved housework, if everybody, and I don't want to say it's just women who suffered, but I think men suffered too, that they were pressured to be the bread earner, and, and that's not always easy to earn as, not, a much, as much money as what a family needs or what a spouse wants. Um, plus, uh, there's other aspects of the gender role, too, that can be hard for uh, men and women. Some people might like it, but I don't think not everybody likes a traditional gender role. And that being able to work it out and talk about what suits each other, if 
but it can get complicated if people don't agree. There's no assumption about what men do and what women do, then it's a little bit more challenging. Well, and it's not just about housework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gender roles are like, and in the Barbie movie, who were the executives at Mattel? There were no women. All right. Yeah. You know, who are the bankers? Who are the lawyers? Who are the congressmen? Who are the old white men making the new women issue uh, laws? So it gender, I mean, if you accept, well, this is what a man gets to do, and this, this is what women do, you know, it's power. It's, um, well, it's also equality and fairness and, and right. all of that. So, yeah, it, it's, it's just not about balancing housework to me. That's, it's yeah, it's that's just... everything. We couldn't, women couldn't have a credit card. Till, mm-hmm. in our name till the 70s. Mm-hmm. So it's power, it's ability to do and be. And now, Man and now, wife. And now we're talking patriarchy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, one of the questions that Ken asked Barbie in the movie was if he could be a Supreme Court justice. And it reminds me of Ruth Bader Ginsburg being asked, well, how many women on the Supreme Court would be enough? Her answer was when all of them are women. So essentially that's what, I mean, men, men were the deciders for many, many years, kind of what you were Still saying. Still are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Still dominate that particular body. But all right, well then. And if I, I have a question. Why are men so afraid of the word patriarchy? What about feminism? I think and both, that was, that both was, of those but terms. When in the Barbie movie, I read one review. I think it was a, a fairly conservative congressman had had seen it, and he said, "The word patriarchy we use was used sixty three times." Oh, I saw that. Like, uh, oh, did he count? <laughs> <laughs> but you say patriarchy, and I just see men. You know, don't want to talk uh, about. It. I mean, it's there, but let's not bring it up. Because you might change it. So what is feminism? Well, I did some research on how our Texas State College students define feminism. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. And whether, how they felt about it, whether it was um, positive or negative. And unfortunately, still a number of men and women felt that it was negative. I think the most common definition, which is one that I by is that men and women are equal and should have equal power whereas some people see a feminist as being a man hater a women who don't want anything to do with men some people see it as a sexual thing uh, but the simplest and most basic concept is that men and women should have equal rights which is what the equal rights amendment is about but some for many people they don't like well, the word got, feminist. They don't want to changed. be identified as I mean, a feminist. The term got changed mm-hmm. because uh, as the women's movement in the mm-hmm. 70s gained more power, uh, more mm-hmm. adherence, uh, it began to shake the social order. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the word woke. How mm-hmm. woke was a really good word yeah. that came out of the African-American oh. culture and now has yes. been termed into this bad thing by some people. And That's I, I think feminism it, was the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was a good thing that got turned bad. So, and in can, some people's view. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. There was another character besides Ken and Barbie and her group, uh, and Ken's group. What what was the significance of Alan? I know there's an Alan doll, and, and Mattel would would market it saying he can wear Ken's clothes. Like, that was somehow big. But how did Alan play out? Do you remember who I Alan do, was? I remember him. What, do do what? we need to take a break and hold that question? I would like to, if you can. We'll take a break. And we'll come back here on Human Interest and talk about Alan just <laughs> after the break. This is KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And uh, KZSM, KZSM, LPFM, and uh, heading to 104.1 here very soon for you. And we'll be right back with you. Join us at 11 a.m. on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month for two new half-hour back-to-back shows, Mothering Earth and Wonderful World. Mothering Earth, a show from Wimberley, features interviews with locals on important environmental issues in Hayes County. Mothering Earth will be followed by Wonderful World at 11.30. On the second Tuesdays of Wonderful World, hear all about the San Marcos River Foundation from host Diane Wasinich and her guests. On the fourth Tuesdays, host Aspen Navarro and her guests will have news from the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance. Celebrate our wonderful world with your true community radio station, KZSM. I wonder, wonder who, who, who wrote the book of It might be the book of love, or it might be a biography, a self-help book, a cultural history, a novel, or a work by a local poet. And we might be talking with a librarian, an editor, or an attentive reader just like you. Or the author might be in the studio with us to talk in depth about the book. Join us Tuesdays, 4 to 6 p.m. for Bookmark to learn more about books you love and hear about books you might learn to love. Right here on KZSM.org, San Marcos Community Radio. Frank Zappa said so many books, so little time. Quiet, Groucho Marx observed, outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. <laughs> Quiet! To find out what others think about books, join Priscilla Lancelina on Tuesdays at 4pm on kzsm.org when she hosts Bookmarked, a program for real book people. <laughs> Quiet! And Thank you for staying with us. We left with the... Uh... Alan up in the air, the character Alan. And those of you who saw the movie, perhaps you remember how Alan was dressed. He was a little uh, more outstanding, more uh, colorful clothing. He didn't go around with a group of guys, but was still uh, uh, one of the, the Mattel dolls. One of the things Mattel did in the marketing of the Alan doll was saying that he can wear Ken's clothes. So that might be another reason to buy Alan. So you don't have to buy more clothes, but Alan by himself is not that important. But it, it, he really, at the end or at one part of the movie, when uh, they were jumping back into reality, that he jumped into the car with Barbie and a couple of other girls to go in and make some changes. And But he was the one fellow that, that 
kind of migrated more to the, the female side. So I, when I saw it, I, I looked at Alan and wondering, okay, they, they made an Alan doll that he was maybe the go-between between the male and female, that he was not all macho, because Alan and the character that played him, uh, I think was like, because he wasn't, had all these macho characteristics and very strong masculine chins and all that. So, so I, I just wondered what, I guess, the, the director, the producer, all that, thought that Alan was representing in this Barbie, because he, he didn't do a lot, but what he did was significant, I think. Well, that's one that I think I would need to watch the movie again, because maybe because he was not standing out in the movie, I don't remember yeah. much about Alan. Um, maybe what, I'm trying to think more of the ending where Ken went back and tried to turn everything into cowboys and guns and horses and then was going to take yeah. over Barbie land. That, that's when Alan kind of broke away and came and into, the, the, into the show. Mm -hmm. I you, think. you may remember more about it too, no, Becky. I, I, I was aware of Alan, but he was mm -hmm. always in the background. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and with, with the women. And yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, so it, I just it, saw him as, I like it, Mary, your idea of just the in between, you know, maybe mm -hmm. just the trans, I don't know. And but, I think that's yeah. what you were talking about earlier, Priscilla, that we, we tend to think of male, female, XXXY, and, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, we think more of genetic traits of uh, defining mm -hmm. male and female. Mm -hmm. But I, I've always believed that we will know or know a little bit more about a continuum of sexuality. One thing that's kind of interesting is if a male hangs out with the girls, he's downgraded more than a woman who, a girl who hangs out, I mean, a Tom girl is not necessarily as derogatory as a sissy. Or like Tom a, boy. Yeah, I mean, Tom, Tom, Tom boy. boy, a woman who's a Tom boy, you know, maybe she's being strong. It's because male traits have been valued. Mm -hmm. So a woman who is acting more like a male, hey, she's moving up in the world. Yeah. A woman who makes more money gets some respect. But how much respect does a man get if he's not strong and bringing in home the bucks and the, it's worse to be, a, basically it's worse to be a sissy, it's worse to hang out with the girls than vice versa. And yeah. it talks about how we value the different roles in our society, that we don't, even though in my opinion, what should be more important than uh, rearing our future generation, shouldn't that be the most important thing we can do? But we don't pay, yeah. people don't get, women typically lose out in social security. Um, there's all kinds of ways that women, if, if they get divorced, as we were talking about during break, it can be hard for women, especially in former days whereas uh, it may not be quite the same for men. I, I can't not think that it was also maybe a, a tip to the L, LGBTQ mm -hmm. <laughs> community. Yeah, I think that so. That Alan was there in the background, but he did have a role to play mm -hmm. in helping Barbie Land not turn into Kinland and kind of the... the Equality at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to show where they were. They were going to work together. Or mm -hmm. uh, I think Ken asked Barbie when she 
went into the, uh, how Barbie Land had been transformed, mm -hmm. I remember him, the character, saying, how does it feel? You know, because she was now feeling outside, mm -hmm. not, not a part of that environment. And how, no does, power. It, how does it feel? Mm -hmm. So I, I think, you know, there were some very subtleties but strong things. But it's definitely, especially mm -hmm. when you started out saying there's so much being written about it and people coming off mm -hmm. with different takes. It was about being uh, mm -hmm. one of them not against family and children and uh, some kind of crisis or midlife crisis. Midlife cri all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. I, I do think people are seeing it through their own lenses, their own mm -hmm. biases, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the way they see themselves in the world. Mm -hmm. But going and seeing it again with maybe a different uh, perspective uh, mm -hmm. or hearing would from, help. It would be interesting to hear from... Uh, a woman who is a lesbian or a man who identifies exactly. as gay or a transgendered individual to get their perspective. And mm -hmm. as far as I know, I don't know of any research, and I don't think I've read an article that ha that reflects uh, LGBTQIA perspective on it. But it is it is uh, one to think about. Um, yeah. I don't know. Right. No, I, I, I like your idea, Mary, that it's, it's um, uh, Ger Gerda, Gerwig, Gerda mm -hmm. Gerwig, mm -hmm. you know, is the writer and uh, director. And I think it's Alan, you know, is a reference to the non-binary. Binary. I do. I do, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty soft in the back <laughs> reference, uh -huh. but... I think it was there. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. so, so, so many people are going to see it for different reasons. Do you think I they're agree. coming out with the same, obviously from the reviews? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. Think if like, they saw it a second time, they would, or a third uh, time? Or? Maybe they'd come out with different opinions, like Susan. Or stronger. <laughs> Susan Faludi was the one that one article in the New York Times was writing about her position. Who's, she was the one who sought about a reaction to the Supreme Court's decision, partly that uh, one of the scenes that was mentioned in this article was uh, when the when Barbie came out, the girls before that just had baby dolls, and then the scene was smashing the baby's head. Oh Do you yeah. That? That was pretty. Uh, that was strange. It was strange and harsh at first. I went, "Whoa!" Oh, I mean, I, out they. It was like that scene mm -hmm. with um, Planet of the Apes. Well, I no, think. it was uh, too, absolutely. It came from two thousand and one. That's she it. Did it. When on they're purpose. they're the banging yeah. clubs, yeah. but uh, here they're banging the heads of the dolls. Well, they were. And the music was clubs, the music that they were banging. The the apes were banging yeah. bones. Yes. So no, I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> I, I I knew it was from two thousand and one, and I just saw all these little girls, you know, with the normal mm -hmm. baby dolls, and suddenly seeing that oh, look at this we this can be gorgeous something. statue. I could be something else besides. <laughs> oh, that, it mother. was very clear at that yeah, beginning. Yeah, well, and they would it, they would have little teacups and then yeah. change the diapers and do that, and all of a sudden it was. <laughs> Well, what about it was anarchy? <laughs> I, li I liked it. Well, how would you interpret the ending? Whereas uh, when Barbie chooses to go back to the real world, and spoiler alert, turn this off if you don't want to know the ending. But basically, uh, 
Barbie, it seems like she's going for a job interview because she's all dressed up. Oh, yes. Up, oh, yes. And then she gets out of the car, and she's not going for a job interview, but she's... Going to her gynecologist the first yeah, the, the time. first gynecological. She now has genitals, I guess. She has a, I, a I, vagina. She said or the recognize real, what they are. She's in the know. real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... So, that was yeah, and, you thought and she no, was going think, in to be a... I think the humor is so much of what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Also, just the stylization of the, the sets, the color, the dance scenes, you know, the music, the costumes. Just, it was all so stylized. And, you know, from my art point of view, it just was so cool to mm-hmm. look at. And, and fun. Very to me, cake. it was just fun. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had already gone through all the big issues in the 70s mm-hmm. so yeah. you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there primed and I don't know what people who haven't really thought about women and men's roles what they would think by going to this movie and there were a few men I think there by themselves I went in the afternoon but not many but I'm curious and maybe if we have to take a break we could leave it with this question uh, if y'all have an opinion uh, why do you think Greta Gerwin chose to end it with Barbie going to the gynecologist? I mean, that seems like, a, isn't that kind of a, maybe just the, the, the unexpectedness of it? Well, uh, the reality, to me, it was like, oh, she's real now. She's not a doll. Well, she's saying something about gender roles there or not? Is she saying she's a real woman now? Is she saying... Uh, why didn't she have her going for a career interview or going up to Mattel and becoming <laughs> oh, the, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, Instead so of going why, for a job, she's yeah, she's going going for to a be a gyna- real woman. Why, yeah. Why, oh my goodness. What, what is a real woman? What is uh, <laughs> what is what 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 are they telling? I think I think you're you're making me not like the movie as much. Uh, <laughs> I love well, the beginning and now the ending is. No, I, I think the question well, is is a fantastic. I didn't, you know, I recognized that and was shocked by it, but I didn't go beyond. Well, playing with Barbies, I mean, always the big thing everybody laughed at is they had no genitals. Yeah. I mean, that was just underscoring Barbie and Ken, you know, and jokes were made mm. about no genitals. Yeah. So mm. here we me, go. it's just sort of the normal transformation that... Maybe it's the new Barbie doll from Mattel coming out. Stay tuned. Well, I've I've wanted to make one other comment. We were talking about socialization and gender roles and all that. I think one other great force, and I know this, I know there are women that that have held significant positions in in every line of work, Mm -hmm. but their religion bars them from holding any kind of position in their church. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I just... I can't, that's a bigger question than the gynecologist to me, is, is why, why is well, that? Well, the religion also controls what they can do if, because of the prohibition related to oh. birth control and abortion. So yeah, it's, it's all tied together. Yeah, it is. Let's go ahead and take a quick station ID break. You're listening to KZSM LPFM here in San Marcos, Texas, and human interest. And the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, <laughs> and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We will be right back with you. Do you love listening to great music? 
Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on KZSM.org in San Marcos, Texas. On the radio, this is the Sweet Honey Bear Blues on Tuesday at 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. You got me giving you what you just didn't know you needed. Well, this is our last time to, to speak about this right now, but... Uh, Priscilla's got something she wants to share sure, with us. Surely. Oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mind. Just, I, just, I just don't cuss me out. Priscilla, <laughs> Priscilla Letter is uh, very involved here in KZSM, and she's the one that invited me to set up a program for seniors, what used to be senior-centric. And now it, it, I realize that it the content that we're presenting and want to present is really relevant to all people, not just uh, seniors. So, Priscilla's on my mind. Hi, Priscilla. Surely. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I just wanted to read this paragraph and see what you think. Both my wife and I earned college degrees in our respective disciplines. I turned down a superior job offer in Oregon and accepted a slightly less desirable position in New York where my wife would have had more opportunities for part-time work in her specialty. Although I would have preferred to live in a suburb, we purchased a home near my wife's job so that she could have an office at home where she would be when the children returned from school. Because my wife earns a good salary, she can easily afford to pay a housekeeper to do her major household chores. My wife and I share all other tasks around the house equally. For example, she cooks the meals, but I do the laundry for her and help her with many of her other household tasks. And when I first read that, it sounded like, he sounds like a really good guy. Sounds like a good marriage. But then, what if we reverse the roles? So let's try that. Both my husband and I earn college degrees in our respective disciplines. I turned down a superior job offer in Oregon and accepted a slightly less desired position in New York where my husband would have more opportunities for part-time work in his specialty. Although I would have preferred to live in a suburb, we purchased a home near my husband's job so that he could have an office at home where he would be when the children returned from school. Because my husband earns a good salary, he can easily afford to pay a housekeeper to do his major household chores. My husband and I share all other tasks around the house equally. For example, he cooks the meals, but I do the laundry for him and help him with many of his other household tasks. What do you all think? <laughs> is that still relevant or not? I, I think it's still relevant. Yeah. Sometimes reversing roles shows some of our hidden assumptions, do you think? There was a... This is kind of off task too, but I used to assign um, an article called Thinking About the Baby. And basically it says, not only is there physical work to do, 
But women do more of the planning. If a child is sick, who gets called, who makes doctor's appointments, who's responsible, who does the worrying about the baby. The assumption is that the woman is always going to be there, but when the man helps, we should be grateful to him for his help. But the assumption is it's not his primary responsibility. Real quick story. Okay, so in the 70s, I'm in Las Cruces, New Mexico, found feminism, really started consciousness-raising groups that went from four to over 300 in a couple of months. But my husband was on the faculty at New Mexico State, my husband at the time. Well, he decided he discovered feminism too. And so pretty soon, we were seen as this perfect couple we were on panel discussions because we talked about he, I do the cooking and children watching <laughs> one day, and and he would I do, and he'll say mm-hmm. I do the ki- cooking yeah. and kitchen work the next day. And, and you were employed as well. Pardon? Were you employed as well? I was in, still in school. Okay. Graduate school. I see. So, uh, so yeah, we were the perfect couple talking about how you all can do this. Look at us. We do it. Mm-hmm. We did this for about three months, and one day he came in the house and said, you know, I'm tired of this. I'm not going to do it anymore. So mm-hmm. he had the ability to say, I'm not cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching the kids. It's on you. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, they're no perfect couples. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's I we're I'm watching our our time run out, and this has really been enjoyable. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it, and and Me I hope too. you are listening have also. But I also want to give Shirley a little bit of time. She's the Hayes Democratic representative to the San Marcos Queer Council. And they've had several really significant events at the San Marcos Library, and another one's coming up. And mm-hmm. maybe just share a little bit about the event. Okay, sure. Uh, this is going to, well, let me say the event first. It's called Inclusive Storytime for Diverse Families. And what we do is um, it's in meeting room B on Saturday uh, from 1.30 to 2.30. We'll read books, or if anybody has an older child or teenager who would want to read an inclusive-oriented book, uh, they're welcome to email me at so01 at txstate.edu. I hope it's okay to say that. But you're welcome to email me about it. Uh, it's in meeting room B of the library, and, and healthy snacks would be provided. Uh, most of the books are oriented to preschool or uh, early elementary school, um, but we also try to make... Uh, to check out books from the library. Most of our books are from the library. Uh, Anything having to do with being kind or fair or gentle with others, being nice, all of those are good. To appreciating diversity, appreciating all kinds of families are things that we focus on. Uh, And we we also have some books that are appropriate for uh, older readers, but we don't read them because they would be too long and not appropriate. So that, again, is uh, next Saturday, a week from this Saturday, September 16th from 1.30 to 2.30, meeting room B uh, in the San Marcos Public Library. Hope you can come. Well, I want to finish our show with uh, giving you a little heads up on the next uh, 
program human interest, and that'll be on October 5th, same, same station, 2 to 3 o'clock. But our guest uh, on the 5th is going to be Marla Johnson. And Marla Johnson just recently retired from the directorship of the Hayes Caldwell Women's Center, where she was the director for 28 years. And I'll say uh, after an essential and very successful 28 year of leadership at the, the center. Uh, those of you may or may not know about the, the mission of the Hayes Caldwell uh, Women's Center, but let me just read it to you. It's a local nonprofit who offers free and confidential services to adults, youth, and children who are victims of family violence, dating, dating violence, sexual assault, and child abuse who live, work, or attend school in Hayes and Caldwell counties. And when you read further on it, it also talks about women, men, children. Uh, so it's going to be a, another wonderful conversation about what she has seen, how she's feeling about the future in terms of abuse, because that's obviously what, what her life has been surrounded by in many ways for a, a long time. So she has much to share about the, the human condition. And I hope again that you will join us then. And if we've got a few more minutes, okay. What I want you to think about between this, <laughs> if you, you might need to write this down. Okay. I want you to think about when you go, and I'm assuming most of you have, or, or maybe if you haven't, go do it, purchased eggs. And what I want you to do is think about how you select those eggs. So if you go to a grocery store, it's kind of like your assignment, going to a toy store and mm -hmm. seeing what's there and what it does it mean. I want you to look at the cartons of all those myriad different choices that you have. And because there's something I, I think that's critical for us all to know about eggs. I've lived a life not thinking much about them. And mm. I, I don't know, have you thought a lot about eggs? No, I just look to see what's cracked and what's not. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be all we do. Do you look at any other thing to help make you that selection? Mm, no. Okay. Not all right, folks. We will talk about white versus brown eggs and how you choose next month. And you have been listening for the last hour to Human Interest. We'll be back with you next month here on KZSM.org with Marianne and Becky and uh, see who they've got for guests for next month. So, Marla Johnson. Marla She's Johnson. wonderful. Thank you very much. And uh, Loud and Proud Pride Fest is going on this weekend and, uh, on the 9th, Saturday the 9th downtown. So come check that out. <laughs>